Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of A Journey Through Time and Stuff. Old Aaron uh, Sorehands. Old Sorehands Aaron is today is back here today. And uh, I am, oh, tell ya, I'm one sweaty man. It is hot here right now. Uh, it is 11 o'clock at night, and it is barely under 90 degrees. I know. Uh, it's it, everyone, unless. Unless you're somewhere hotter, which a lot of the places are, uh, then, you know, then feel bad. If not, uh, then, you know, feel bad. I think I, did I, I just confused the shit out of myself. Um, so the last couple episodes have been super awesome, super deep, uh, talking with people that I admire, that I watch from afar, that I gain wisdom from, um, and they were all very stressful. They left me nervous and perplexed and anxious and uh all of the feelings that bring out feelings you know the ones that make you have to think about yourself in a way that makes you have to think about yourself and uh today is not one of those days because i have my little brother on the show today he Hello. is oh I, I did not introduce you yet oh party foul <laughs> we'll have to edit all this out start all over again oh no well i was gonna say uh until he rudely interrupted that this was a, gonna be an easy flowing going conversation that one that is of familiar grounds we've probably talked to each other more than any other human i've actually talked to of the cumulative amount of time that we've spent Oh, I don't I can't think of anybody who I've talked to more than my brother. Um Yeah, so Rusty, welcome now. Oh well thank you everybody. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. That was a that was a properly social distance crowd applauding at everyone at six feet. They all have their own mic and I ran them daisy chain. Oh good. Per yeah. Perfect. Excellent. How's it going, buddy? Dude, it's going great. How Other than yourself? interrupting me. I know. Like, like, I know. Okay. Hey, yeah. How are you? I'm great, man. How about yourself? Good. Good, man. Uh, hot. Um, it is just kind of muggy and gross. Uh, and you know, it does. It's it's not any better because for sound qualities, I'm in a tiny room with all the doors and windows closed. Mm. So for me, it sucks. For my snakes. They're loving it. They're like, oh, oh, high temperature, high humidity. Let me just bask and lay out. And, uh, I know, yeah. stupid bitches. It's like they're at the beach and partying or something. You know, if everybody could figure out what it is that, about snakes that makes them so comfortable socially distancing, I think we would all learn something from snakes. You know, I, I get it. I think I get it. I, you know, that's one thing I've learned about myself over the course of this whole lockdown is how much of a homebody I actually am because my root, my routine did not change at all. <laughs> yeah. I, I get up, I go to work. Cause fortunately I was still allowed to work yeah, same. through it. Yeah. And so I was able to go to work and collect a paycheck and, but then I just went home to my family and that's what I would do normally. So, you know, <laughs> yeah, you know, the only things I really missed out is all of the ex extracurricular social activities that I would do, mm -hmm. you know, there are no shows to go to. There are no shows to go play. Mm -hmm. um, disc golf is closed, so I, I'm missing that 
that as my kind of outdoory physical activity. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, it's, yeah, there's cookouts. Nobody wants to come barbecue. I mean, some people do, you know, we've had a couple friendly kind of distance, small number barbecues, but Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's, yeah. But other than that, I, you know, I, I know the memes went around, excuse me, all over the place about, uh, all of the introverts being like, you know, I, I, I was born for this. Like they're reveling in it, reveling in it. Yeah. And, and that, see, that's the thing that I actually found interesting. I'm glad that you brought that up because I'm somewhat, instru- I, I like to think of myself as like an extroverted introvert. Yeah. Like I can be around people and I can like being around people, but there's a lot of times that I just, you know, I want my space and I want my time. Sure. Know? But would you, would you say though that you find, actually, think, would you find yourself getting socially anxious in large groups though? I mean, you can nav you can navigate them just fine, right? Like, I can navigate them just fine, no problem. You know, I mean, yeah. the, depending on the situation, like, the, you know, if it's, I guess it depends on where I'm at. If it's like at a bar or something, you know, I just don't like really being around drunk people, so I might get a little socially <laughs> anxious from that. Yeah, but, but that's not being introverted. That's just getting away from assholes. I mean, I think yeah, we all. That's true. <laughs> I, think Plus, I think I got that backwards. I'm an introverted extrovert. That's what it ah, is. Ah, okay, yes. That's, that's that, what that, it is. Yeah, that's that makes more sense. Is. So so your root, your root is someone who can be perfectly fine out in public, but you would rather just kind of stay to yourself unless it's called upon. Right. Most of the time, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. But anyway, as because most of the time, a lot of my friends are self-diagnosed introverts. You know, sure. they, they they identify as introverts, and I I believe them. You know, um, and a lot of times when things were quote unquote normal, they would talk about how, uh, you know, they need acceptance from extroverts, and they need extroverts to understand what they're going through when they're in social places. Mm-hmm. But now all of a sudden, the extroverts were locked inside with nowhere to go nowhere to charge their batteries and all of a sudden you know the introverts all of a sudden got up on their towers and they were like ha 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 now you know what it feels like and say you think they'd wouldn't they give them a little a little more understanding well you think you you think that the mirror image compassion would be there you would think so and i think it it was there partially but i think at first you know they were i think they were reveling being their norms forced upon everybody sure and and you, you, yeah totally totally mm-hmm. you know i would i i get the kind of you know it's got to be harken very much to what it must feel like to be a cowboys fan and actually win a game and then mm-hmm. be you know most of the time they're like hey we're a losing team we kind of keep in there but just accept us you know we we struggle really mm-hmm. hard and then as soon as they win they're like Eat a dick, fuckers! Ah! <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. Hey, man. So know. introverts are Cowboys fans. Yes, they are. <laughs> They're Cowboys. Extroverts are Patriots fans. You yeah. Know? They they get they have a ten win season and and the world ends. Right. You know. Yeah. And then so. we're and then we're one of those kind of partially introverted extroverts we're, as Packers fans. We're right in the middle, man. Yeah. You know, we're used to success, but you know, we know that there are down years that come every once in a while, and you just roll through it because that's yeah. just the way it goes. And other than one or two select teams, we pretty much are good with every other franchise in the yeah. in the league. Yeah. So yeah, we're right in the middle. You know. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I think that's the best place to live is right in right in the middle. Sure, sure. Mm-hmm. So so uh, you know, it's kind of 
lucky, I get well, not lucky, I guess, in a way, but that is kind of going into summer and all this is happening. But what mm-hmm. does uh, you know, with your beautiful little family, what is school for the kids looking like? How is that well, going to change? Do you know know anything about next year yet, or? Well, you know, considering that I work for the school district, yeah. I've heard a few plans being circulated about. It, it just depends on because we're in the midst of a second wave right now. Yeah. And so, you know, I think it depends on how quickly this can get contained, if it will. Um, I'm not going to hold my breath on that because they kind of, you know, once they reopen things and let people go out again, they're I don't think they're going to clamp it back shut unfortunately well so. you know they we here in portland they just entered phase one but they made the masks stricter okay the rules so they're opening up more places and they're stricter mm-hmm. on mask policy yeah i know there's a, there are some places around here it's it's not completely enforced by like the, the, the local well, government sure but travel there is yeah mm-hmm. so alaska you guys are extremely lucky that you're not getting a lot of just people can, that can drive right. from mm-hmm. oh L.A. to Portland in one right. day or two, exactly. you know. Mm-hmm. That, that doesn't happen there. So no. you guys maybe have a few cases. Some people still necessity to travel from work. But, you know, yeah. as far from all the research I've done, mm-hmm. realistically in Soldatna, wearing a mask is so there there isn't anything to socially distance from you guys are a contained community now I, mostly yeah yeah mm-hmm. you know it's the, the the threat you know it's the the places that really need to worry are the huge metropolitan hubs international airport areas mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. something else i've found that's fascinating is mm-hmm. of all of the cases um where are all the airplane pilots and stewardesses yeah. mm-hmm. there aren't that's- any that's interesting. There are I none. Had, I hadn't even thought about that. No, no pilots have gotten sick. In fact, I went in a deep rabbit hole of this. Of all of the U.S. Mm-hmm. cases, and we're hundred and eighty thousand or almost two hundred thousand cases or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, confirmed. <clears throat> yeah, confirmed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There are only of all of TSA, mm-hmm. all of it. Every security checkpoint at, in every airport in the United States, 759 cases. Wow. 700, 759 cases. And we're talking TSA going to Kenai Airport is counted. Mm-hmm. You know, they're counting every yeah. small airport. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. The largest number I saw was at JFK, which mm-hmm. you would figure. And it was 170 cases at JFK. That's just that's but that's like that's New York. That's where the first wave was. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Miami is one of the second second or third biggest hit city in Florida right now. Miami mm-hmm. International Airport, seventy nine cases. Wow. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, LAX, thirty cases. Portland International okay. was like eighteen cases. Mm-hmm. So you're not it's almost more dangerous to go to a mall than it is to go to an airport and fly to another place. Which is crazy to think about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, I think, you know, there's, uh, if we had been, you know, more studious in the beginning and more, you know, more sure about getting adequate testing from the beginning, I have a, I'm almost certain those numbers would be a little different. Oh, but, it, oh, they would be. Oh, they mm-hmm. would be. If, if we would have <clears throat> not had an administration that uh, was too proud, they act, that actually didn't cut testing yeah. for Americans. Mm-hmm. 
Um, yeah. Oh yeah, we we would have we would have higher confirmed cases, but more mm-hmm. people would know faster, and there'd be less deaths. Right. Which exactly? We, Isn't that the whole plan? Isn't that the whole point? Yeah. yeah. You know, but but it, I, I'm still I still don't know what to think about being an asymptomatic carrier because now they're saying new research, even from the WHO, is saying that. 90% of asymptomatic people will never pass it. Right. That's, I just read that too. And that, that's kind of been my thing is, of, you know, up until that news came out is, you know, I'm that I may be an asymptomatic carrier, you know, and I'm, and when, if I'm wearing a mask, you know, I you'd like to do it as a courtesy to other people yeah. just cause, you know, I liken it, I, you know, liken it to this. Um, and this is, it's an analogy I heard somewhere and I think it's apt for this, you know, it's like walking around, just outside i have the right to swing my fists in the air as long as you know as i'm just walking that's a dillahuntyism yeah it is dill yeah but my the right to swing my fist ends at your face yeah you know i don't have the right to infect you yeah and right so that that's how i feel about it oh yeah no it's it it, yeah i Mm -hmm. it it is a if nothing else than a sign of solidarity Mm -hmm. and you know the same people that don't that are, are complaining about having to wear a mask. Mm-hmm. Uh, I imagine never put their carts back. Right. They never put their shopping carts back. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're the ones that walk into restaurants with their shirts fully unbuttoned. And it's like, what? It's, it's on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know. Right. That's ex- it. largely. Do I really, do I really have to put my shoes on? I washed my feet like three days ago. I know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just a restaurant. Right. I'm not putting my feet on the table. Yeah. Do I have to really wear shoes? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Same thing. Imagine. Yeah, it is mostly. Hmm. Well, yeah. You know, it's, <clears throat> I don't want to, 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 uh, go on it too long just because it is sure, kind sure. of, you know, everybody talks about it, but, yeah. um, you know, the, 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 the bigger, the bigger point is, is to there, there isn't, we don't even really know enough mm-hmm. yet to actually make decisions oh, no. in the for the future. Oh no, because I mean, this is a you know, this is a, a a strain of you know that is completely new to human human evolution. We've never encountered this before. <clears throat> did and you? So we, uh, well, did you uh, watch the episode, Joe Rogan's episode with Brett Weinstein? I did. What do you I think did. about his uh, very skeptical position of it being lab? Created? You know, I've there was another episode of Joe that came out just after this kind of really broke loose. Yeah, and there was uh, um, an epidemiologist that was on there. I can't remember the guy's name. Peter Hotez was it Hotez? It it might have been. Yeah. I honestly I don't remember. But he was talk he was talking about how it almost certainly wasn't from from a lab now um, because just because of how effective it was at be at being so contagious and how easily well, it was. Well, those was, numbers it, were very right. skewed in the beginning. True. True. You know, and now mm-hmm. the, the, what, you know, my only, my big thing is at when those tests came out, they hadn't had even had enough time to run genetic sampling on the disease yet. Right. Now mm-hmm. they have. Right. I, man, you know, it wouldn't surprise me at all to think that this was something that we were testing. I don't, yeah. you know, I don't think it was in, I, 
I will. I'm not any subscribe to any uh, theory that it was created. Right. Yeah. But it was something that yeah, maybe something that they had, that they had been modif- modified maybe or just to see, you know, if, if this kind of if this kind of virus did come around, what, you know, what yeah. what they what could they do about it? I, I mean, I I think that's entirely reasonable to assume. Well, I don't think they were. Yeah, I don't think they were like creating a new chemical weapon or anything. No, 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 no. Because other coronaviruses exist. That's why it's right. a coronavirus. Right. Exactly. You know, and so mm-hmm. it's just it's just a mutated strain of another coronavirus mm-hmm. right you know it's sars cov 2 not cov 1 like it's right. mm-hmm. for sure but, anyway uh, yeah for sure hey i'm gonna pause real quick because i got some tea waiting for me i'm gonna oh, go, grab go, that go get it real quick go get i'll it. be right back yeah go he's going he's running away i'm staring uh into his lovely home uh man he's a big fucker Dude, that's got to be what I look like when I walk around. He just got up and he took up the whole doorway. He he dwarfed his refrigerator and he has a nice big stainless steel, fancy ice making, crusher cubed, uh, you know, fancy water. One of them, one of them highfalutin refrigerators, and he dwarfed it. He walked by; his head was at the top of. It's got to be what I look like. And there he goes, making tea. <laughs> that guy. My little brother. Such a cool dude. I'm excited to talk about uh, other things. That, oh, I need to tell him. Oh, that's going to be the good episode. That's how I'm going to steer it. All right, here he comes back with his uh, Mr. T cup. <laughs> so happy that you've got your tea. <laughs> yeah, I know. He's looking at it. Uh, I have the goofiest fucking brother. Hey, you're back. And we're back, and I'm back. Yes. Yeah. I was. I was. I was just actually uh, given a play-by-play of your entire uh, venture over to get your tea. You know, I, and then it struck me as you walked away, and you're, you know, usually mm-hmm. as you one walks away from a viewpoint, size decreases, and you're going away, and you're getting smaller. But then I realize you're still bigger than your refrigerator. And and then mm-hmm. you and then you walk by it and you not only dwarf your entire refrigerator but you you barely clear going into oh, your kitchen. Oh, dude, it's 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 close. It's and, close. Yeah, and I was like, God, is that what I look like when I walk around houses? It's gotta yeah. be. I you, you just don't think you dude. you never f- remember that no. you're the size of a refrigerator. <laughs> oh yeah, not not only that, but like we can see on top of the refrigerator. Yeah. You know, we can see, oh, man, these guys haven't cleaned their refrigerator in years. Oh, Isn't that the truth? I I tell you what, I absolutely love going to friends' houses and looking on top of their fridges. Oh, yeah. That I love it. I, I absolutely love it. No mm-hmm. one knows what's up there. No one nope. thinks about it. You know, mm-hmm. it's fun. And, and plus, like, you know. You get you by yourself a little something like some pack of Oreos or something, you know. You don't yeah. want anybody to have it. You just put that back of the fridge. Yeah, yeah. That's that's my spot. That's my spot, and that's okay. Yeah, <laughs> and, and you know, unless someone has a really far away viewpoint and they're they're high mm-hmm. up off the ground too, mm-hmm. most of the eye levels are never at a good enough inclined angle to see that far back. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I know, and that's honestly another thing that short people never think about is the angles yep. because right. if they were smart 
they would just put stuff in the middle of something really low and close to the ground. Yep. Oh, yeah, absolutely. How often are you on the ground looking for something? Never. I never. I mean, if it's knee level or below, it doesn't exist. Okay, let me me ask you another tall guy question. Uh, You bet. When was the last time you really just, like, looked at your feet? Actually, you know what? I, I find myself looking at my feet quite a bit. Do I you? look at my feet. Yeah, I, I, I don't know why. I, 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 ju- I always look down at my feet. <laughs> Make sure always. they're still there. <laughs> Make sure they're still there. Make sure I still got five toes on each foot. <sighs> I, I look down at my feet a lot. I don't. I always have. I don't know why. That's weird. I, I guess I look at my feet, but when it comes to like thinking about like oh clipping my toenails or something like that, mm-hmm. they're just so far away. I forget <laughs> that they take maintenance sometimes. Mm-hmm. I don't know. No, you see, I don't know. My my toenails are weird, so I'm I kind of always. I have a bad habit of if my toenails are too long, like uh, my feet will, I'll hit Sam's feet and like if my toenails are too long, it'll like hurt. It'll like, you know, maybe cut her a little bit. So oh, dude, I so have, like, I have cut Beth's legs. Yep. Something yep. fierce in the yep. nighttime, sleeping, turnover, or like, you know, you're wanting mm-hmm. to conserve water one day and you guys shower together and you're like trying to sure. step by and you just get one of those like. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. or right next, right next to the fridge. You know, you're both standing next to the fridge. You know, so <clears throat> once I realized that that was a problem that I had, I I clip my toenails really regularly. Oh me, I don't. I still haven't got it. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm such a child in that way still today, <laughs> and just yeah. I'm still trying to figure out, dude. I you know I've talked about this before. Oh, one small break. Okay. So. For all the listeners out there, because I know we've already just jumped right into talking and doing like mm-hmm. we do. Uh, yeah. For everybody out there listening, because I know I've gotten an influx of new listeners since, you know, mm-hmm. things mm-hmm. kind of changed. Um, this is my little brother. He's t- two, 22 months younger than me. Um, like you've heard, he's just the same size as me. And he's been on the podcast four times before this. He was on episode seven. He was our first guest, and he was our call-in guest. He wasn't our first live in studio, but he was the first guest on the episode. Then he was in on like episode forty something. Uh, we listened to Yes, uh, and that was a good one. And then you, then the third episode you were on was episode fifty-four, and it was live here. I was in person. Yes, know? it was the first mm-hmm. live in person one. Mariah was there. We talked about babies on airplanes for way too long. That was a, yeah. That was a heated discussion. That Woo! got that got pretty. I got pretty out there. I, I actually I couldn't go back and listen to that. I didn't want to go back and listen no, to that. that no, was, me neither. Went through it once was enough. Yeah. Uh, if you guys want to hear uh, insanity, go back and listen to that. Um, mm-hmm. And then you were on episode 100 of the podcast. That's right, I which, was. Which was, you were, it was another call-in one, and that was when we started NFL Talk, mm-hmm. which we only did like three times, and then... I know, I know, it just hasn't well, really... Well, life happens, happen. and then every, you know, but that was in 2018. hmm So it's been over two years since you've been on the point. podcast. Yeah. Which is insane. Mm-hmm. Um, so... B- I want to go into a kind of catch up from sure. then till now. I have sure. a question about that, but first, I want to go back to being a child and still not being able to ha- still figure yeah. out how to like take care of your bodies and stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, I, I've talked about this before on the podcast, but it's been quite some time, and I'm wondering if you still, if you, if if you are struggling with this as well. Okay, does it feel like sometimes you're still learning how to wipe your own butt? Good God, it doesn't ever. 
like oh my god like, like you how, go how, how do i understand. suck this bad right how how does this not i th- i'm 31 years old how do i not know how to wipe my own ass is this i wipe my own ass i wipe my own ass dude i tell you it's you know you'll go weeks at a time and you'll just fly through them and then you'll mm-hmm. just have this one hiccup it's like your car won't start in the morning or something like that randomly and you're mm-hmm. just like you forget how it's like your fingers fumble. You can't hold this paper slips oh, weird. Oh, you, oh man. You know, if it's a little mm-hmm. humid or a little too dry outside, you just get contact issues, friction yep. issues. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, wait, do I know? Do, 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 have I ever done this before? <laughs> I, I know exactly what you're talking about. <sighs> and it's a little disconcerting for myself. It's like, I, you think I would know it. Cause I'm trying to teach my kids how to do this now. And it's like, you, you know, <laughs> I think I would know how to do this by at this point. I had so many questions for you about teaching your kids stuff, man. Oh, this is what oh, I, man. this is, this is really, I've been, I've been thinking about what, what the kind of stuff I want to talk to you about on this because I've been looking forward for, for a while. So yeah, teaching your kids to wipe their own butts mm-hmm. has got to be such a lesson in self-reflection. You know, that, that's what a lot of parenting is. It's like you, you know, a lot of things in your life, you just don't ever examine for yourself. But then when you go to try and teach them to your kids, like, wait, do I actually follow those guidelines too? Do I actually do that? Yeah. Am I, am I going to be the parent that says, do as I say, not as I do? Or am I going to actually, you know, or am I going to walk the walk here? Okay. Well, what's a couple of those that you've learned? What's a couple ones that kind of stand out? Well, um, that maybe you were teaching that you found yourself hypocritical about. Oh, that, that happens all the time, all the time. Um, can I guess one? Yes, you may. (laughs) Cleaning up your dishes. (laughs) Yeah, that's one. That's one. I, I, you know, I'm, that's one I still struggle with. Dude, I left my plate out today, but right before the podcast, I was coming in here Mm -hmm. best like, did you take care of your phone yet? Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know. All the time. And another one is uh, switching the laundry over. Ooh. Switching the laundry from the washer to the dryer. Yeah. That's one. You know, you, you go to do a, uh, you know, you go to do a load and then all of a sudden you find the, the towels that have been in there for three days. And, oh, and it's always towels. It's always <sighs> towel. Yeah. And it's just, oh, no. You know, you know, I have, uh, it's it's pretty pretty lucky actually in I I'm fortunate in the fact that uh, Beth is such a stickler for how laundry is done mm-hmm. that I will inevitably like for some reason I am incapable of pouring liquid detergent mm-hmm. in a cup right <laughs> and then adding it to laundry right. Mm-hmm. I don't know how. <laughs> I, See, I, I got and there's that. no I, there's no amount of training, there's no certifications, there's nothing that I can do. To, I've <laughs> I've been a fucking mechanic for 15 years, and I cannot pour that, detergent into a washing machine, right? <laughs> oh man, yeah, that's that's. So because of that, I don't do mm-hmm. a lot of laundry. I do in, I do find myself sometimes swapping loads for her, but okay, okay, a lot, and and also a lot of times, you know, she she's had a bunch of extra time off as of mm-hmm. late because of all this. Mm-hmm. So sure. there's days where she's at home and I'm at work and then I come home and laundry's done. And I, and I kind of go like, well, if I, if you waited, then yeah. I would be home to do it. Yeah. Yeah. But mm-hmm. then she doesn't want to wait. Right. So I just end up cooking all the time. That is a fair trade. 
I th- I think cooking I think for laundry and I do dishes mm-hmm. after my cleanup. You you clean up from your cooking and you cook the meals. She does the laundry. I think that's fair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's that's totally fair. I think that's a that's a wonderful arrangement. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. It's pretty yeah. lucky. Sam and I, we we kind of we we're a team. We kind of tackle everything together. You know, well, we, we'll cook together. We do laundry. You know, we'll we'll split the laundry load. I try to anyway. Yeah, yeah. Try to you know, and try to do equal amounts of dishes. Although that's like, that's my thing is doing the dishes. That I I, I just can't. Dude, I just doesn't. Okay, I have. There are two guilty pleasure dreams mm-hmm. that I want to achieve a level mm-hmm. of wealth that I can mm-hmm. sustain this mm-hmm. one, a new pair of socks every single day, mm-hmm. like brand new out of the yep. package. Yep. And then never you never wear, wear more them than once. Yep. Just give them to goodwill or give them to, and to the donate se- them. And the, yeah. And the mm-hmm. second is buying cheap, but decent silverware, cutlery, mm-hmm. you know, knives and yep. forks. I can wash those. Yeah. Yeah. But I just want to be able to take a plate of food that's ceramic mm-hmm. and instead of like scraping it all off and then having to go and wash that dish and put it away i just want to take that whole ceramic plate and go oh and it sp- explodes into like a big metal recycling bin or something like that that just turns mm-hmm. into you know and yeah. i just every day every meal is just and just that busting was, plates that's the dream that's you know? the dream mm-hmm. but at the same time then i go god that's so wasteful yeah. The, the moral, the moral, like, oh, penguins die in holes and ozones and stuff tells mm-hmm. me probably shouldn't use that many plates. No, probably not that many. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think, you know, you could use them once or twice and then donate them, you know, give them away. Mm. You know, there's instead of breaking them so nobody well, else gets but, to use but them. But you have to clean them. True. See, I'm trying True. to escape the That's whole true. having to clean the dish. Mm-hmm. That's where paper plates come in. Paper plates are wonderful, you know, pa- mm-hmm. for, as far as like that. But trees. Mm-hmm. Do well, I know, really I mean, want to support the paper industry like that? You know, I, if that's a double-edged sword, my friend. Right. You know, I, that's that's a moral conundrum that I have yet to solve for myself. I you know I, I go back and forth on it for as uh, the the paper issue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, you know, it's, yeah, of course, you know, you use paper bags because, you know, it's, they're biodegradable, yeah. but they also, but, you know, and so they, they won't stick around for a million years or whatever. Right. But at the same time, you're also responsible for vast deforestation of our planet. Yeah, that's very so, true. Like, well, here in, here in, in Oregon, uh, they charge for paper bags. Yeah. You pay mm-hmm. five cents a bag. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, you're, you're at least paying for it. A little bit. You're putting a little money back into mm-hmm. wherever that money goes. Into I, the ether. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And then, you know, I actually, all of our paper bags I use for barbecue charcoal starter. Okay. So I actually, none of the paper, ev- we burn everything. Mm-hmm. So none of it really goes into landfills. We're not getting rid of all that paper bags. Like every right. single paper mm-hmm. bag goes into a stash and I use one or two of them to start my charcoal. And we bar, like I haven't, yeah. we haven't cooked on the stove in like three weeks. Yeah. It's just been grilling. <sighs> mm-hmm. By a shitload of charcoal, mm-hmm. which I've never thought about what charcoal does to the 
I'm not sure. I'm mm. not sure either. I, I, haven't, I haven't even looked into it. No, I don't want to either. I, do you, have you guys gone down the reusable bag hole? Do you guys get reusable shopping bags? Um, you know, we, we have them. And, and mm-hmm. what's funny is it's, it, like the mask thing kind of started at first, like leaving the house. Mm-hmm. Oh, do, do, you know, do I remember mm-hmm. my fucking mask? Um, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, we'll have them in the car and then we walk in the store and start loading up a thing of groceries. And then we realize our reusable bags are in the car and we're yep. like, well, fuck, well, we'll spend five cents a bag. You know, mm-hmm. and I get there trying to. We we have like probably fucking fifteen. Oh yeah, yeah. That's yeah. We, everybody everybody has them. We just never use them. We always forget them. And so just today, Sam and I, we put we divvied our stash in half, and we put half of them in her car, half of them in my car, mm-hmm. and that's just so that way. Hopefully, we'll at least get them to the store. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well. So. So what we what we've tried to do, and what we tried to start doing, is going. Okay, you know, bring them to the car. Mm-hmm. When you get in the car, you're going, I'm going shopping. Grab them, put them in the front seat, or put them in your lap. And mm-hmm. drive, even buckle them in, and drive to the store mm-hmm. with them in your lap. And then you do all your shopping, load them up, take them home. The trick, as soon as you unload your groceries, those go right back in the car. Put them back. Go back just, right back outside. Just grab them in the car. Mm-hmm. Don't even lock your car up for the night. Nope. Leave your fucking door open. Go pour them out on the counter. Right. Mm-hmm. And so oh, that's a good idea. Leave the door open so that reminds you, oh, I got to go close my door. Oh, wait, I got to go put the bags back out there. Yeah. Yeah. You just walk in with your groceries, leave all the doors open, just pour mm-hmm. everything out, and then go close all the doors and put your shit back. There you go. Simple. It should be simple, right? It should it's, be. So should wiping your ass, bro. <laughs> Dude, I tell you what, though, coming, going back to that. It's something that I resisted. Just one of the few parts for me that's, you know, the masculine thing. I finally, some few handful of years ago, embraced wet wipes. Same. They're the best. They're the best. They're not just for babies, guys. They're not just for babies. They're not just for, for you know, for women. They're for everybody. And if you, you know, if you got, especially if you got a little bit of a hairy ass, you got to have a hairy ass, you know, the toilet paper it rips, shreds up the toilet paper. Oh, yeah. Invest in some wet wipes. Yeah. Thank you, us later. You know, um, the other thing that I'm really considering is a bidet and, and going been... going to it for full time. And then mm-hmm. you kind of, you know, toilet mm-hmm. paper use gets cut way down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've, I have some friends who have installed bidets and there's yet to be a bad review. Yeah. Everyone that I've ever known. Well, it's all, it's to. it's it's like if you if you get a little poop on your face, mm-hmm. would you just grab a dry towel and wipe it off and call it good, or would you grab a right. wet rag, soap, wash yep. that shit? Yep. And then That's go. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. You wouldn't be, or yeah, or on your hands, you wouldn't be fine with just wiping it off with a paper towel from your hands. No water. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You use wet Hot. stuff. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. And and I've also been told that you know you wait you go in for that kind of morning, you drop your first morning deuce, mm-hmm. uh, a little cold spritz to uh, finish the job, kind of gets your day started, Ooh. right? Yeah, I've, I've, it wakes you up. I've heard it. It can be fantastic. Poseidon's kiss. <laughs> Poseidon's kiss. Yes, um, dude. I have to tell you, I the video of Liana singing Metallica. Mm-hmm. Brings me so much joy. 
all the time. Like I watch it mm-hmm. at least once a week. Dude, she has to listen to that song every day. She we just listened we listened to that song today just before I put her down for her nap. <laughs> that was the song that I played for her as a baby to yeah. put her to sleep. Halo on fire. Oh yeah, she lo- loves it. Every time we get in the car, we listen to my favorite song. We listen to Halo on fire. <laughs> and most of the time, yeah, okay. Because I have a Spotify playlist for Leanna music, which is mostly yeah. like Disney songs. But in there, between Frozen and Lion King is Metallica. Yes, as it should be. Mm-hmm. As it should be. Um, man, I it blew me away when I, I called you the other night and you put her on. One, I... You must never feel like this anymore. But I have mm. no idea how to talk to kids. Oh, I've, dude. I, here's what I do. Mm-hmm. Part of me wants to just talk. Yeah. But then I'm and like, that- but then I'm like, shit, I don't want to have to repeat myself. Or, but then if I try and like baby it up, kid it up, mm-hmm. like, you know, try and mm-hmm. seem, then dude, I feel I like you- I'm being pedantic. No, I'll tell you what, just just talk to them. Just talk to them like they're adults. I mean, sometimes you have to, to like simplify your explanations of things. Yeah. You know, and it's like the reason that we have to do this now is so we can do this later. But, right. you know, you, but the actual, my actual word choices, you know, the way my diction and the way I phrase my sentences doesn't change much. Yeah. You know, you know, if they hear pe- adults talking to them like babies. They're going to talk like babies. If they hear them talking to them with pro- proper grammar right. and syntax, then that's how, then they're going to emulate that. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I, 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 I don't know what it is. There's just something like, I almost feel like it's funny. There's something in my head that goes, you're just going to say something stupid or you're going to say something wrong or you're going to, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm like, shit, this, Shit, guys, this is a kid. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they are a sponge. They soak up everything. Oh, oh yeah. Now, th- there are times when I, if I have to talk to other people's kids, yes. I don't know how, that I don't know how their parents talk to them. So then I just talk to them like they're my kids. That's just what I gotcha. do. And, and then, so if it goes, if they absorb it, cool. And if it goes right over their heads, whatever. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. Okay. Okay. See, that, that is the dad shit. That I I, mm-hmm. I see that you're just like I just don't give a fuck like just, and for me no. I'm still like I don't want to seem like the bastard that is kidless that just said something to a kid like no, I never course, I don't I think now the one thing that we we find ourselves doing is um you know instead of calling them yogurts we call like we call them frozen dairy products because we get the yogurts and we freeze them. That is what, and they often have those in right first thing in the morning, you know, before breakfast. They yeah. like to have their yogurt, but we don't want to say yogurt because that triggers them. So we say frozen dairy product. Oh, you say that to each other about mm-hmm. them. Oh, mm-hmm. so it's like instead of us going, "Hey, is it time for treats for the dogs?" They don't hear treats, so we go, "Is it tr time?" Mm-hmm. And then we know what we're talking about. The dogs don't hear that. Now, unlike dogs, though, ch- children will eventually catch up to your code. They will crack your code. Well, that's no. See, it is now TR time because if we, we were just saying, is it tea time? They mm-hmm. figured tea out. Oh, okay. They because oh, treat 
T, so we have to go T R, or 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 we'll just go T R's, and we have we we have to change our codes because they've already deciphered that shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because now we we used to only say food, but now now they know food, they know treats, they know hungry, they know meals, they know snack, they know uh, oh, they just they have so many fucking words. Mm-hmm. And I, oh, now, yeah. and now I feel like one of those stupid pedantic pet parents that are trying to relate it all to how parents have kids. You know, but- <laughs> you know what, though? dude, the way I see it, uh, honestly, I have friends. Like, I just went a couple few weeks ago. At you know, since things have opened up more, yeah, um, we went and had poker at a friend's house. Sure, it had been probably a couple years since this group of friends played poker together, and since then, many of us have got kids and stuff. And a friend of mine named Mike, and he's kind of looking around. He's like, "You all have kids now." This is really weird. And, uh, but then I also know that he has a cat, a couple cats that he loves to death. And, uh, uh oh. Everything good? I think so. Gavin's just being really talkative right now. But, uh, but anyway, but he loves those cats. So I was like, man, those are your fur babies. Those are your kids. Yeah. You know? And, like, and, uh, you know, my, my sister-in-law, she had her and her boyfriend have three dogs. Yeah. And we have three kids and it's going over there. It's them trying to deal with all three of them and tell they get them all to do the same thing. It's the same. It's, you know, <laughs> it's, it's not the exact same, but it's the same. It's the same effect. It's the same kind of thing. So, you know, sure. it's no, I, you know, it's, it's, of course it's different, but I, uh, well, I, I, I don't, I don't say like, oh, you don't get it because you only have pets. It's like, no, you have these things that you're caring for, that you are responsible for, that you are trying to groom to be cooperative members of society. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I just, I never worry about the dogs one day being smarter than me. <laughs> but we hope our kids are smarter than us. Right. Yeah, we but hope. but isn't that also a little bit of an existential fear that that the one like like isn't that also a little bit of like the thing that man one day you hope mm-hmm. it's gonna happen, but also like my kid's gonna call me on my shit, like I like dude. I'll tell you what, yeah, that, and I welcome it. I welcome it because mm. there are times. This is the thing that I've learned, especially with Allie. She's eight now. There are gonna be times when they're right and you're wrong. That's just the way it is. There's going to be times when they, they can just think of things because they don't have your bias, your presuppositions. They just have a, a clarity to think of things. It's like, wait, dad, what if we tried it this way? And my ego, it's like, no, that's not going to work. And then I'd stop. I was like, no, wait, that's actually a really good idea. And yeah. then it works. And so, but the, the important thing is to, when that mm. is the case, to tell them, hey, you were right. I was wrong and apologize to them. Holy you know, shit. That's the key. Because they are gonna they're gonna teach you things and they're gonna be right and it take it dude, that's the, the humility of it. Okay, Being okay. Humble. So did did you kind of uh what man that that makes so much sense. Like mm-hmm. it doesn't seem like it should be hard. Yet then I go, wait, why didn't that happen when we were kids? Mm-hmm. And is that is that part of the like you you figured out what you didn't get and now you're giving that? That's a huge part of it, you know. And I've now I think that um, especially with with us in particular. Yeah, yeah, me and you. Know, you. Yeah, 
and in you, I think that there were um, there were times, maybe when as we got older, that you know that mom would say, you know, hey, you know what, you were right, I was wrong, and she would at least to me she would. I don't, you know, maybe you yeah. remember things a little differently, and and dad. I think did his best to try to teach us how to think and not what to think. Yes. And that, and that's, that's what I got from it. And that's what I'm trying to do. Yeah. You know, yeah. but yeah, it's, you do, you, you look back on your own childhood because there are times when you open your mouth and your parents come out. It, it happens. It's like, <laughs> Holy shit. I, I just sounded exactly like my dad. What? I'll, I'll give you, I'll give yeah. you one. Yeah. I'll I, you I one. want, I want to hear it. There's one, and I'm sure you remember this from when we were little, when we would be, you know, we're still learning how to communicate. And instead of asking something calmly, we would whine and cry about it. And sure. he would say, I can't hear you through all that whining. Right? Do you remember that line? Oh, Do you remember that? Yeah. Now, I don't know if I have used that phrase verbatim with my, with my kids, but that I have given that sentiment to them. Ah. It's like, you know. You know, I can't, I can't understand you when you're talking to me like that. And usually, and so, you know, you try to teach them how to calmly, you know, yeah. how to calmly ask for things. And so, yeah, you, you do take the things, some of the things you learn, some of the things, some of the things you got, some of the things you didn't get. And yeah, you try to do your best to, from both worlds. Wow. What's harder, uh, raising kids or ma maintaining a clean asshole? Well, because I imagine, I imagine, I I couldn't think of much worse than your finger breaking through the paper. Oh, or see, the one that gets me is not when it breaks through the paper, but when I think that I got it on my hand, but then it, it's off to the side. Uh, you get a couple finger. That's what gets me. It's like, oh, son of a bitch, <laughs> son of a bitch. So that's more frustrating in the moment. Yeah. I think over time, I think parenting is the greater challenge than yeah. wiping your ass. I'm yeah. sure. I'm sure. It to, to me, both are it's all, just as. It's, all, it's also more rewarding too. Yeah. Yeah. See, I, I if if you clean <laughs> if you clean your ass right, you're just like, oh, I did I did what I, uh, I'm supposed I, to do. Right, my my ass is going to itch for the rest of the day. Yeah, and then every time it. you mess up, that's just a downgrade on the number of okay times that mm -hmm. you've done it. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't think there's much positive benefit. It's not like woo me, I, mm -hmm. I you know when, right. but when you have a breakthrough with a kid and 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 teaching anything, that is that mm -hmm. you yep. know th mm -hmm. that that is the going from paper to three seashells. Yep, that's what it is. And no one knows how the fuck you use three seashells. You got to figure out how to use the three seashells all by yourself. Oh, amazing. Amazing. Okay, um so, uh in the time that you've been here, you already mentioned it. You uh you ha have a boy. You have mm -hmm. a little son. I do. Uh his name is Gavin after uh the eponymous Mr. Marsh. Uh mm -hmm who graced our lives for so long. Um, uh, how is your boy? How he is, is his, is he different than Leanna? In he's st he, starting to be. Um, one thing that uh, the, the biggest difference between Gavin and Leanna at this point in their yeah, lives yeah, 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 yeah. 
that when Leanna would get upset, you know, if, if it wasn't an issue of her being hungry, if when she would get upset, I was the one that would calm her down. I could do that. I was the one that could, I just, I knew how to do it. I could put, and then when it was time to put her to sleep, I could rock her to sleep. It was just, I had it down. I, I knew just, I cannot put Gavin to sleep. I can't do it. I, I don't know. I, I can't do it, man. And, uh, so that, that's one of the big differences. Does it bug you? A bit. If I'm being real, it does. But I also be understand real. Be real. Yeah. yeah it, it does. But I also understand that every, every human is different. Yeah. And, you know, every human is different. And so if different kids, different, different people need different things. I also so, wonder if it is kind of following the trope of daddy's girls and mama's boys. And I think, that, and there's yeah. a testosterone estrogen type of mm-hmm. thing that, mm-hmm. You know, two testosterones together. Maybe he's just like, I'm with dad. Let's, it's time to fucking go, man. It's, oh, yeah. it's time oh, yeah. to go. We're, we're buddies. We laugh with each other all the time. We smile. We giggle. We play. But when it's time to settle down, I'm yeah. like, just, just earlier today, I tried, you know, mom fed her and I went to, or fed him and I went to go try to put him down and he just got mad. He just nah. wasn't having it. He just got pissed off and he's like, dad, just, you're not going to, this isn't going to work. Yeah. How's, uh, how's this moving around? How's he? He's getting there. He can sit up really good. Um, awesome. he can roll, he can roll over. Awesome. It's, he, he's getting better at that. Good. Um, not crawling yet. No, not crawling yet. That's... But I mean, he's, he is when he's, you know, we, we do what parents call tummy time every day. You put yep. them on their, on their, their bellies for a few minutes every day. So they can, he can pick up his head like nobody's business. Fuck you know, yeah. he's neck is strong now and he's starting to, push his legs on the ground, but he hasn't quite gotten places yet. Is Although he, is he pretty big? Oh geez. Yeah, he is. He's um long. Yeah, he is long. He's long. He's stocky. He Ooh. that's the thing. He because when he when he was born, he was quite lanky. He was quite thin. But he's gained all that weight. And the last few new people that have picked him up, they're like, oh my God, he's he's solid. It's like, yeah, yeah, he is. He's 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 either uh, going to be, you know, six five or stop right at five foot. That's what he's going to do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, either a rugby player or a basketball football player. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. But no, he's great. He's um he he recognizes his own name. He knows oh, how to he, say his name or even his nicknames that we give him. Gav. You know, a uh, Gav. Uh, we call him Bubby. Bubby. All right, Bubby. I like that. So you got Bubby and Lala and Allie. Mm-hmm. And uh and so he uh yeah, he he'll look right at you when you call his name and yeah, so he's that cognition is starting to come good. He's come there. Doing mm-hmm. good eye contact and want oh, to Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. that's mm-hmm. awesome. Mm-hmm. He's starting, you know, like he has his chew toys and stuff and he'll grab them and put them to his mouth so he can chew on them. You know, so there's starting to be some intent there instead of just uh, like reflexes. Arms going in. Oh, okay. There's some out. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. <laughs> where did this hand come from? <laughs> oh, yeah. There's still plenty of that to be sure. <laughs> but you know, he's yeah. So he's coming along great, man. That's he's, so he's, good. Yeah, he's awesome. That's I love so him. good. Uh, I, yeah, I, I I would hope so. <laughs> yeah, I think I think we'll keep him. Oh, good, um, dude. Uh, Mm-hmm. Lala blew my mind talking to her the other night. Mm-hmm. She is just she, she's spitting bars, man. Oh yeah, she is. I she you is. know it had been 
I mean, uh, over a year since I'd seen her, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. and then probably I think, you know, she said something on the phone right around Christmas or New Year's or something like that. Mm -hmm. But, but Mm -hmm. man. Oh, yeah. And that's the thing, too, is, you know, we see it slowly increasing every day. So it's not something, you know, where we haven't seen her for six months or talked to her for six months. But she, you know, the other day, um, Sam picked her up from daycare and there was an ice cream truck going by down the neighborhood and they stopped and they got some ice cream, but the music was playing and she's, and she told Sam, that is so annoying. (laughs) (laughs) That is so annoying. The ice cream truck. The the music from the ice cream truck. (gasps) Oh, that's great. Oh, yeah. You know, and she is really putting together complete thoughts and complete sentences. And yeah. she's, she's coming along wonderfully. Man, that. that is so. <sighs> that was so yeah. good. The, the, the Honestly, the most exciting thing that's happened in my life with anything I have to take care of is my big snake took a really healthy poop the other day. Let me tell you what, though, that's the same thing with Gavin, because babies do this thing where they won't poop for two or three days. They just won't do it. And then, and then, you know, it's coming, Yeah, you know, it's coming, but then they, for some reason their digestive just goes through this cycle where they'll just hold on to it for two or three days. Sure, It's normal. And we, I don't know why, but they just do it. Yeah. And a, he let it go after three days. So that was, <laughs> you said that like, uh, you just let it go. Just, just, let it go. just like the kids, would you say something? Just like, oh, I just don't care. Yeah. Uh, that's yep. so awesome, bro. Yeah. Fuck. You know, he, the, the dams broke loose. And so, and you, immediately Has, his mood improved. Oh. It's, it's amazing. You know, just like, you know, when you got it, when you can't shit, and then all of a sudden it finally goes, you're just, oh. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. I can breathe again. Sure. You know? Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, what was I just going to say? Um, Has he done any of those? famous like poop goes all the way up the back and out the top and not with me he's had a couple of those with mom unfortunately um but he's had a couple where it's leaked out of the diaper but not but now there's like the the pictures you see on facebook where it's like all the way up to the bottom of the ears it hasn't it hasn't been that okay okay because there have been but there have been some blowouts yeah Yeah. It, it just happens well, yeah, I would imagine. I mean, I've had some blowouts, and I'm 33. <laughs> I shit myself like three weeks ago. It wasn't funny. I just, I just no, I'm at, you know, you, you just can't trust. You heard everybody older than you. Don't trust it. One day there will come a time when you don't trust your farts. Mm-hmm. I'm yep. at that age. Yep. Don't trust them. No, especially mm-hmm. if it's in the morning. Yeah. If it's if 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 I've already dropped a deuce that day because i'm pretty regular that way yeah. man it mm-hmm. seems like we got a lot of poop talk i don't know what this is yeah. you know poop talk. everyone poops everybody poops everybody you know? poops um what's some other kind of funny shit that that your kids have said that that really stick oh, with you because i know they say the damnedest things oh they do they do um any funny little know, conversations any like it's so hard to to nail one down because it's just every day. Every okay, so 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 think of one today. What was a funny kind of little conversation that you had today with one of your kids? Well, um, let's see. Let me think of one here. Well, today actually was you know because we went and got our new truck today. 
I saw that. Mm-hmm. You went yep. with the Ford. You did. And the reason that we went with the Ford is because it, the cab is roomier. Yeah. And we could fit all three of Oh, Hold on a second, bro. Yeah. I'm back. Okay. I was just trying to find my marker button on this DAW. Okay. No, we're good. We're good. Okay. Yeah, so, um, you know, the, today the was... Ford. Today, 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 yeah, we got went with the Ford. So, I have to because say... Because I, the cab is eight inches bigger. Yeah. Oh, so, it's, consider, it's considerably roomier. <laughs> That's what she what, said. <laughs> <laughs> I neither confirm nor deny that statement. Yes. Um, but, um, hey, uh, oh, shit. Plead the fifth. Plead the fifth. Five. One, two, three, four, fifth. I got it. You said I got to use my clip. Perfect. And it's, that's a great one. That's an all time great one. All time. Um, mm-hmm. Um, oh shit! What was I gonna say? Oh, you know though. Now that you own a Ford again, mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to go back to just making Ford jokes to you all the time. But you know the thing is though, the truck's not mine; it's my wife's. Oh, you that's own correct. it. You both own it. She's the main co-signer on it though, and that's gonna be her. I mean, she. I'm the co-signer. She's the. So that's gonna be her dry, daily vehicle. Sure, but yeah. does it not park in your driveway? It does. Yeah. It does. It does. I, I mean, you know, it's. It, I can't. I can't give you too much shit because one, no. it's a newer truck than I've ever owned, and two, Jesus was a Ford guy. Yeah. Yeah. And and plus, you know, there's another thing too. It's uh, and I know that you know, that's something for you. You know, dealing with cars and different brands of cars every day. That's that's a big part of your life, and so you have a different perspective on it. But I have no allegiance. To auto manufacturers, sure. which one is going to be more practical for what I need at this point in my life? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I mean, would 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 it, would it have been cooler to say, yeah, I drive around a Hemi? Yeah, that would have <laughs> that been thing cool. got a Hemi. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but but at the end of the day, it's uh, which one will fit three car seats in the back better? Oh, sure. Yeah. Sure. And the well, Ford hey, got knocked that out of the park. Well, didn't I tell you that's kind of the more uh, luxury, uh, not luxury, but, you know, uh, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. infotainment, mm-hmm. economy, mm-hmm. comfortable kind of car truck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And that's what we need at this point in our, at this hey, point in time. You know, I, I, it's a good looking truck. It is, man. I got, it, it, it has like the sparkly metallic finish on it. Oh, it's beautiful. But I, you know, but hey, I'm happy with my dad van. I love my minivan, dude. I rock that thing. I love it. It's perfect for me. It's great. I love it, man. I got no qualms about not driving the truck. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, uh, I hear that, man. I hear that. I, uh, I can't quite follow you on the minivan thing, but I'm also not the dad, so. Right. You know. Okay, so let me let me. Even, but even if I wasn't a dad, like I wish that I had bought a minivan before I had instead guessed. of the Explorer. Instead of the Explorer, <laughs> it's so roomy, bro. It's so roomy. <laughs> I know. And that's something that I, that we can definitely appreciate. Oh yeah. Well, here's mm-hmm. the funny thing: is like, I I I drive a tiny little Volkswagen mm-hmm. Jetta. I mm-hmm. I 
I love small cars. I yeah. don't know what's wrong with my brain. <laughs> but I'm six foot eight and I want to. I, I bought a tiny car and I chopped the roof so smaller yep. on purpose. You're, you're, are you like the, the big dog that thinks he's a lap dog? Is that what is that? I'm is that you? Brutus. You're yeah. Brutus. Yeah. <laughs> My mm-hmm. dog. <laughs> um, you no, know, yeah. I, do, I really do have a problem with recognizing size. Yeah. Like, I, I know where my body parts are, but mm-hmm. I, I, yeah. there's no part of me that ever walks around thinking I'm... As, as enormous as we are? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, Un- until you see someone that's your, that's your same height, and you're like, oh, okay. Another one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're, at, we're actually good friends. There's a couple of friends of ours. There's... there's um. That, that's a you know boyfriend and girlfriend. They're both tall. She's over six feet, and he's about my height. Ooh. And, and so they're tall humans. And so it's cool going over to their place because all their chairs are my sized, you know. But uh, <sighs> it's nice. No, yeah. but but so, so it's like okay, that's what I look like to other people. You know, yeah. seeing a guy that, that's just about my height. Yeah. Well, know? it's you know, it's it. It, it's it's a constant reminder for me every day because I'm so used to looking down mm-hmm. that even when other people come in and they're like six foot, I mm-hmm. do not think I'm a full eight inches taller yeah. than that six foot guy walking around. Mm-hmm. You know, right. I'm, I'm I am not mm-hmm. your Ford cab to the Dodge right. cab. Right. <laughs> I don't mm-hmm. think they're both cabs. Right. You don't think mm-hmm. of that, you know. But no. but then I go to get in their truck to pull it in. Mm-hmm. And I, and my knees are how, in the dashboard. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. driving I'll with win. one, you know, uh, Ace Ventura, one head out the window. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the little things like that. Okay. Yeah, that's right. I I am much larger. And then of course, there's always the time when you're in a supermarket or a, a store, and someone asks you to get something off the top shelf. You know. I, yes. I rec- you know, I recognize my role in society. Mm-hmm. This is my, this is my purpose. I'm here for it. Yeah, yeah. It would have been the high foragers. We would have been grabbing the 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 mm-hmm. fruits off the upper boughs. Yep. You know, unfortunately, mm-hmm. we wouldn't have been hunters. We would have been no. stuck at home foraging for the tall shit. <laughs> that would have. Yep. No, we were way too easy to spot in in those fields. We were even when we we're down. Oh, it's hook. Yeah. <laughs> Shit! I just Near stubbed my toe. Yeah. <laughs> stubbing our toes, twisting our ankles, hitting our knees on shit, hitting our heads on tree branches. It's no good. Yeah, hunter's life is not for us. No, no. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no. I would have just sat home around the fire and make cooked all the food. I'd been fine with that. Oh yeah, absolutely. Sewing up new uniforms and sh- mm-hmm. shit. There's yep. something that'd be. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, let the other people go and hunt. That's no, fine. we would have totally just been the musicians. We would have been. We would have been the ones beating the war drums behind the lines. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. The ones that they call funny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah he's a funny guy. For oh, sure. That's that's awesome, man. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, doing new stuff with Jake. Oh yeah! Talk to me about that because I had such a fantastic conversation with him. I heard uh, it; it was great. I enjoyed that thoroughly. Yeah, Jake's such a fun guy, um, oh. and I, I I I berated him quite a bit about uh, 
Sonic Karma stuff and mm-hmm. doing something. And then you you sent you you guys are what are you doing? Well, you know that that totally stoked it lit a little match in his head. And he's like, you know what? We should bring some of these songs. You know, we should save them. We should mo- maybe refine them and modernize them a, a little bit. Well, add you know? uh, ten years of growth for you both mm-hmm. onto the songs. And so we started re-recording one. We found at least, we're starting with the ones that we feel are the strongest that we that sure. need the least tweaks. Yeah, and we're kind of gonna gonna kind of go from there. And so we the other night we I went over there for about three hours, nice three or four hours. And we we hammered it out, and we just about got one done. At least oh, the, 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 the bones of one done. Drums and bass. I mean, guitars and bass. Guitars and bass, yeah. yeah. And then when, when uh, El Breton is done um, redoing his house that he's moving into, and he gets his studio set up, then we'll get him in behind the kit. Good, and good. And off we go. So uh, is, is Transition 2.0 going to be one of these songs? Yes. <sighs> yes, it is. Is, yes. that, is that your favorite one that we did? Is that your favorite? It was the one that I felt you guys took the most chances on. Mm-hmm. As as young budding creators, mm-hmm. uh, really stretching your knowledge and all of your yeah, that was the one that I f- thought you took the most chances on. Yeah, I would say you know as far as not not to compare ourselves to this band because we're not even close to the same stratosphere, but. That is kind of, that's our glass prison. Yeah. You know, that's our, that's our glass prison. Sure. Like, oh, there's this side to them. Okay. Yeah. 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 Metropolis. Mm-hmm. Part two. Six degrees. Oh, sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, it's, uh, that's, that's going to be a fun one. We're going to get to that. Um, but there's a couple other ones I think that we're going to get to before then that don't need a whole lot of work. Good. Good. Mm-hmm. Good. And, and it was, yeah. Is that really, is that one of the ones that you guys have said that needs the, a lot? Um, not a lot, but there's definitely points that need to be tweaked, and there's definitely passages that can be reworked. Yeah. Um, you well, know, we'll find but, a little more uh, uh, kind of sonic congruency through the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, no, that's one we're gonna we're gonna get to it when the time is right. Good. Good. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, I was even talking to Jake um, after the fact. I. Uh, and I have quite a few friends down here who mm-hmm. uh, are amazing vocalists mm-hmm. that you guys might want to look into uh, putting vocals yeah, on. I, I heard, I heard this, I heard this, this whole spiel that you, you know, and I think, and I can understand where you're coming from, but I think that there's a real thing to letting music speak for itself. Sure. Mm-hmm. Now thinking now, that's not to say that we don't always think when we're composing these songs of this is a verse, this is a chorus. Like, we do because this is a verse, this is a chorus. Here's another verse. Here's the bridge. Yeah. You know, and so we think of them in those terms, um, but it's not always with the idea of having. I know vocals in mind, and I, I don't know. think they. I know, and so it's it's one of those things where y- you don't know until mm-hmm. they they're there mm-hmm. what it sounds like. You just so, don't know. 
So let me let me so let me ask you a question. Sure. While we're on this, what do you feel about purely instrumental bands like Scale the Summit, or for instance, or there's there's tons of other ones out there. Sure, there are. Gordian Knot, uh, Blotted Science, um, Animals and Bleeders. Yeah, um, I think they. I think all of them are mm-hmm. extremely musically creative. Mm-hmm. I, I I love Scale the Summit. Since you turned mm-hmm. me on to them, I listen to them all the time. Mm-hmm. Animals mm-hmm. as leaders, a bit. Yeah. Um, you know, I there's just something about, and honestly, what I think animals as leader is actually missing mm-hmm. are vocals. Yeah. I think no. I think. And and this is why. Mm-hmm. Their music doesn't tell a story the same that Scale the Summit does. That's true. That the you get very different, vastly different images and you know imagery when you're listening to one versus the other. Yes. That is um I think there are parts that purely for songwriting mm-hmm. fall sh- fall empty. There are verses or bridges or passages that now I now I I I like to think of it less as songwriting as more composing. You know, one, yeah, when you one, you know, one, I think I think there's a difference, and I think there is a difference. You know, when you think when you, you know, you listen to some Stravinsky, you know, like you listen to the Firebird Suite. I mean, of course, you know, or um, yeah, that was tons of other ones. Were or tons tons of other composers. To where you know it's not like there's an A B A B section to their their compositions. Of course, you know where um, the music. I would say that's a little unfair because other than bards, mm-hmm. at the time of those guys, there was never lyrics. Sure, sure. All of good. music was done without singing, and that's a good point. That well, well, all of it. They're they're. Mm-hmm. they're there was no music written for words to be sung unless you were a bard or you were small group travelers and then you had somebody you, minstrels you know that now i guess i mean now there i'm not the the most you know up to date on my music history but i have to say that operas operas were around way before stravinsky when weren't they i mean like well so I guess there was I guess okay I guess so opera, mm-hmm. yeah I okay so opera was I, I I never think about opera in the same way, um, mm-hmm. but that goes exactly to my point is mm-hmm. they composed the lyrics into the music, mm-hmm. right? They they well they wrote all the themes first yeah they wrote all the musical themes all the motifs and stuff yeah. first and then they wrote the the music yeah right. Mm-hmm. So that's what I hear with bands like Scale the Summit, like mm-hmm. like Animals as Leaders, um, mm-hmm. where they have they only have room to tell more of a story. Mm-hmm. If if they're wanting to be as ex- ex- expressive and creative with their instruments as they are, mm-hmm. they've accomplished that. Mm-hmm. Hey, I don't. I don't hey, think it's a cap. No. And do you. Uh, okay. Go I'm sorry. Do you, have you, do you follow Tosin Abasi on YouTube? Yeah. He's a. Uh, 
he just started learning. I saw this interview with him. He just started learning this new technique new to him. I can't remember what they called it. I can't remember. It's just some, it's, it's some new technique. It's, but again, it's something that new to him that it's like, you know, he, they find new ways to become expressive. Well, yeah. Did did, no, of course, of course. Mm -hmm. But I, there is no, there, there's nothing I've ever heard Mm -hmm. that can, tell as good of a story as well-crafted words now so then to, i guess, then, to, to, I guess... To, to complement the whole picture it would now, be it would be to me yes, to me it is it is almost as good as taking taking a beautiful picture of a mountain range mm-hmm. with everything happening in it and then pulling out just green Mm-hmm. Hugh. So, so let me ask you. Let me ask you this: Should that for for you for you should that be the goal of every piece of music is to tell a story? Um, I think, I think that regardless of intent, every piece of music is telling a story. They okay. are everything that is ever written ever is describing a thought. Mm-hmm. Of a person that they had at that time, they are all telling a story, or it could be not necessarily a thought or a string of thoughts, but rather an emotion. Sure, it's a way no, they but, felt. It's a way they felt. Right now, I don't think you know, and that might not necessarily be telling a story. It could just be conveying an emotion. Oh, yeah. Okay. I, 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 in my head. Mm-hmm. I think conveying the motion and emotion is telling a story. I think okay. in songwriting, in the creating, in composing, in mm-hmm. in in trying to make a piece of music emote, because mm-hmm. that's yeah, what I you're think, doing. Right. I th- I think I I I guess this is just where you and I are going to differ. Well, okay. I am personally of the opinion to where you know some songs, some things. Yes, there can definitely be a story being told, even on an instrumental piece. Absolutely, I'm not gonna you know. But I think that there's there's value in, you know, um, leaving things open to interpretation and letting words are open to interpretation. Right, but even I I find that it's even more with you know with 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 without sometimes without without words um you know what images are painted in your mind when you hear this passage sure what do, what do you you know and i think that that in itself can be more of an experience than just being having something being told to you oh oh see what it's about. but 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 i would i'm i'm not talking a country song I go down the road with my truck right. and I pick up my right. horse because my girl left me and my dog hit me and they. Right. Sure. That's sure. not what I'm talking about. I'm. I am. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking. Um. Um. You know. Uh, the. Great gig in the sky. Sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Nothing was spoken. But you know what that's about. You know what it's about. Yeah, yeah. and that that song mm-hmm. was written before the girl sang any of those notes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Would you rather have "Great Gig in the Sky" with the singing or without? Which tells the better overall story? Which which which, I, which paints think, the better I think, picture? I think they would be vastly 
different experiences depending on my mood one might be preferable that is my point Mm -hmm. is that i i i think that to stop and say to say that it i man i i I have, I have just such a, I even think this about these guys that are only, they, they've said we're an instrumental band. Mm -hmm. All we're going to do is instrumental shit. Mm -hmm. Um, I go, well, you limited yourself. You know, I think, I don't, I don't know if it's just, there's, there's one thing that they, there's one part of creation in music Mm -hmm. that they won't ever do. I think there's for us anyway, I can't speak to other instrumental bands. But I think that for us, there's just never felt the need to put lyrics. Not that oh. we won't ever do it. Sure. You know? No, I... And, and in, fact, in fact, Jake and I have discussed multiple times possibly, you know, writing other things that with words and vocals that yeah. will maybe tell more of a story that will more a more conventional piece. Right. Song. And that, so that's not off the table. But when Jake, Britton, and I come together, the music that we create is what we create, and that's what comes out. Oh, I you know. No, I and so now, now if it's you know com- comes down to you know broadening horizons, that I don't, you know, I wouldn't be opposed to well, it. Well, I just I I, I wonder, and th- and this and, and you're right. This is where we're definitely different. Is mm-hmm. I, I I definitely go. Aren't you cu- you take a song like Transition 2.0? Aren't mm-hmm. you curious to see what an accomplished singer would want to sing over it? Sure. To 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 add to, like that to, that that's my entire point. To to get their interpretation of it. Sure, absolutely. What 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 does this song make you want to say? Yeah. Now that's fine. Yeah, and then the, and I wouldn't But, I, but, but, but how but, do you know you wouldn't like it better? I don't know. I'm, I guess I can't say that we wouldn't. That is my point. Mm-hmm. My my point is is you guys are doing something new. Mm-hmm. You're re you're restarting. You're reviving a thing. Mm-hmm. You're you're going to rework material. Make it make it modern again. Make it mm-hmm. make you, you're different humans than you were when you wrote those songs. Mm-hmm. All I put out there was I know guys mm-hmm. who like to sing, mm-hmm. who like hard proggy music. Mm-hmm. Throw it out there. Mm-hmm. See what comes back. See, it could turn into something that you never want to have again. Mm-hmm. Or you can go, we, we, why did we not, we've missed this the whole time. You know, I, as, it's you know, green I, hue you know, when you're you know, looking at trees. See, I, and I guess I, I see that. I, that's where, again, you and I, my friend. Yeah. Deeper. Yeah, is you know like there's a there's a song um, by Scale the Summit. In fact, that I just listened to to today. It's one of my favorite songs of theirs. Uh, let me pull up the title here because I can never remember exactly what the title of this song is. Um, here we go. It is oh it's um it's the it's Odyssey. Oh, it's one of my favorite. hell yeah. But and so I think that now. You know, I love that song and I can listen to that every day and not get tired of it. Mm-hmm. But because every day I discover something new and depending upon my mood on listening to that, I might get different emotional reactions. From sure. It. 
And so I think, you know, with that, with them, I think that that the value in that is amplified because the fact that there's no words being spoken to me, all the words are happening inside of me. Okay. And I think that leaving that, you know, yeah, it's but, like, oh, okay. Well, that's like, right. It's like, it's, it's like abstract painting. Yeah, sure. You know? Sure. But when I'm listening to symphony X or I'm mm -hmm. listening to Arion or I'm sure. listening to any of these big moving pieces, these epics mm -hmm. Haken for that matter, mm -hmm. you know, you listed crystallized. Yep. You can listen to that entire song and not listen to a word in the song. And all mm -hmm. you're doing is getting the music mm -hmm. coming through at you and it's inhibiting emotions. I can listen to that whole thing and pay attention to the words and get what the words are trying to convey. Or I just go mm -hmm. right into the music and the words are just there. Mm -hmm. Yep, and the song is doing all of the work, mm -hmm. and just like you said, depending on how I'm feeling, mm -hmm. the dude Octavarium. Yeah, every time I listen to it, I hear something new. Oh yeah, mm -hmm. I don't think that I can't say it wouldn't be as good, but there is an undeniable quality that that song has that I it wouldn't have. Mm -hmm. If it was only instrumental, oh, one hundred percent, and I agree with. I, I'm not. You're not going to get one single argument. Right now, now what about? Let me throw another Dream Theater song at you. Then, Stream of Consciousness. Great. That is an eleven minute, you know, song. It's it's like you know, I that is. Or if we want to go go over to Rush, La, Vin, La Villa Strangiato. Hell yeah. That's, you know, that's one I think that is complete without any words, uh, without uh, any lyrics. Yeah. I think, you know, and I think, I think that that's one, it, it's, it speaks for itself. They, they had this music inside of them that needed to come out and that's the best way for them to get that music out. Sure. I, yeah. my band has an instrumental song. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I get it. Um, mm -hmm. But to... Yeah, I, I don't know. I and I I actually I was actually thinking about that. Sorry, I don't mean to cut off. No, your, you your did. You don't. No, there. no. But I think you know my affinity for instrumental rock music goes back to when I was a kid. You know, especially when I first started playing in band and being exposed to classical music, listening to classical music. Big, you know, the Rite of Spring. I yeah. you know forty two forty two minute long just masterpiece of music. Yeah. That tells it, you know. Who I mean, did you write? What composer did you write as a little kid? Um, you wrote. You wrote. It, there was a guy who composed something, like some composer put out music, and you emailed him. Oh, it was and, Robert W. Smith. Yeah, and he emailed you back. Yeah, it was on a message board. Oh, message okay, board. okay. It was on a message board, but it was yeah, it was about one of his songs talk called "To the Summit." Yeah. Yep, and he and he responded to me, and yeah, when I was that that age, he was my favorite band composer. Yeah, you know, and that's and so the thing that I loved about his music is that it was easily it was digestible, but it was it was in in it was enthralling, yeah. you know, it grabbed your attention. Sure, and that's one thing that I you know that I love about you know the music that Jake and Britton and I wrote is that it unlike I mean. It's unlike other instrumental bands, I feel it's music that 
can still grab you and keep you focused. Oh, I agree. And entertained. I I actually agree 100%. I I am such a huge fan of you guys. Um that's why we invited you to a show where Jake blew up our guitar amp and we had to cut the show short. That was a good night. Oh, it was so good. Um mm-hmm. but I can't there's a part of me mm-hmm. that hears and not every song you write. Sure, sure, sure. It's not every song cuz I agree. Right. Some songs mm-hmm. have to have no lyrics. Nuclear winner need that i mean now we're actually yeah. that was one that we started fiddling with the other night too and we're thinking about putting in some spoken word like sound yeah. bites to, and, and i think we might go that route with a lot of songs hey mm-hmm. that even helps add context yep um there is there is something so powerful about adding two mediums mm-hmm. together Mm-hmm. That I can't help but hear some of your guys' stuff, think about it, and go, mm-hmm. and go. It, it 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 would just have to sound amazing with more, with mm-hmm. with vocals added. It would like, it, I just can't help but not hear this this air mm-hmm. that is almost begging in my ears mm-hmm. for more. And and versus mm -hmm. two or three guitar tracks, Mm -hmm. you know, instead of dubbing two or three different guitar tracks, right? Yeah, yeah. suck out one of those guitar tracks out of the mix and put a vocal track in. You know, I I personally operatic singing, big moving parts. Um, I'm, you know, I am personally a huge fan of bringing people just to the point where they want more mm-hmm. and and not giving it to them. That's what Great Gig in the Sky did. Mm-hmm. It didn't give you everything you wanted out of that song, but it mm-hmm. brought you just close enough. You know, and maybe there's something that we could do to where it's like, this is this is our music. This is the art that we want to make. Oh, yeah. You know, you know and then, but then allowing people, so what would you do to it? Yeah. You can make it yours. So that's some but but then not changing our vision of it. Hmm. You know, I guess it comes down to the whole death of the author thing, you know. Does does yep. the intent of the author really matter? Yeah. So That's a good point. Mm-hmm. Um, how much more time do you have? Oh, let's see. What's so it's what, twelve thirty there? Yeah. Twelve thirty four? Let's how about let's take it to the next hour. Okay. All right. Well, here I will be right back. Okay. Tell a nice story. Tell a nice story. Oh boy, I guess I don't want to fill it up with with dead air for all you lovely listeners out there. What's a nice story that I could tell? Um Hmm. I don't know about any nice stories. What's nice? What does nice even mean? Who knows? Not nice for you. Nice to me. Oh, he's back. I see you. Yeah. I had I've, a, just, I've, I've just been rambling. Okay, good. I, yeah. I uh, I figured we had a little more time. I want to go crack one more beer. And uh, I was so hot. I had to take my shirt off, man. Holy shit. It is so I, hot I, here. I don't blame you. I don't blame you. Uh yeah. Okay. So hey. So I want to. Mm-hmm. I want. Let's. Uh, that was fun. I'm. I can't yep. wait to hear what you guys have. Um, 
I want to move into something that I've never done before, but I thought it'd be hilarious to do with each other. So okay. I want to go back and forth a real, real quick. Um, mm-hmm. And it's going to be kind of like question time. Okay. But what I want to do is I want to ask each, go back and forth asking each other questions. Mm-hmm. And then the other person just mm-hmm. answering it, even if you don't know the answer. <laughs> Okay, sure. Let's do it. Let's okay. do it. So, okay. so I will start and, and give you the kind of question I was thinking about. Oh, okay. Go like, for it. like, um, uh, how do you, uh, how do you think all the gold collected into nuggets? Oh boy. I think, you know, how do I think all the gold connected into nuggets? Fuck. I don't know. I didn't think we were going to go this deep. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, okay. I think that all the gold collected in nuggets, because I mean, if you know the answer, they're, you can answer it. Because they're actually, you know, maybe because they're actually petrified potatoes, and that's they just come out all it just comes out all lumpy, and that you know, or oh. yeah, maybe that maybe that's what it is. Petrified potatoes. Petrified potatoes, or some other sort of, of sure. You know, and then and then once those potatoes, you know. The, the reason you get little flakes is because then the once the potato is petrified and gold like it could tumble down and fragment oh, apart bet. into smaller oh, one, pieces 100 percent, and then the skin breaks off and that's how you get the flakes oh. you know mm-hmm. gold flakes are petrified potato skin dude that's it holy shit that's a great answer all right thank you your turn okay let me think of one here um let me think of a good question for you. What's one? Why do you think that all of the powdered wigs that they used to wear, like in courtrooms, like back in you know back in the day and stuff, and like the senators and stuff, why do you think there was always white powder? Why well, don't think they ever chose different colored powder than white? Oh sure, sure. Um, I okay. Well, what I would guess is. Um, you know, they obviously had different colored powders and, and dyes and things like mm-hmm. that. You know, they were already using India inks. They were using all different types of coloring. But I would imagine uh, smell had to have been so wretched oh. um, that they probably found some mollusk or clam uh, with a shell that had fragrant odors to it. And so... Okay. Um, while they could have used other dyed colored wigs, uh, use, and, and in fact, you know, now that I'm thinking about it, I remember reading, um, something, um, I think they call it the potpourri clam mm-hmm. or, or no, the, 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 uh, the, the, the ground sticks clam, what, what the, uh, the, the the smelly leaf clam, I think it was the mm-hmm. smelly leaves clam um, okay. that, that it kind of looked like a leaf. And mm-hmm. they could grind up that white shell into a powder, and mm-hmm. because it was on the top of the head, they would powder the wig, and mm-hmm. then every time they'd move, the powder would just kind of like fall down. Okay. Therefore, fragrancing their clothes. Okay. Bringing away the smell of natural horse shit that's on everyone, because all they did was ride horses, and they shit all the time. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. No one had bidets. Toilet paper or wet wipes, so their asses stunk to high 
heaven. Right. Um, and also to hide dandruff. Oh, okay. because if you had a colored wig that was dark, your dandruff would show in the oh. wig. Oh, they didn't man. have so head and shoulders. Black? No, no, they had no dermal care. Nothing. So powdered wigs were white because of dandruff and smell from the the, the smelly leaf clam. That's legit. That's yeah, legit. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Okay. Um, dogs. We know um, that dogs. Uh, get to know other dogs by smelling each other's butts. That's that's um, one way. Yeah. Y- you mm-hmm. know, w- what do you think though it is about butts that makes dogs go crazy? You know, um I think maybe it's maybe cuz their noses are so finely tuned. They can, you know, not only when they smell their butts, not only they smell for pheromones, but they they're, you know, they're analyzing the other dog's dietary habits. They're 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 breaking down the different. What is this particular dog's shit? What goes into this, you know? And then and then they judge the dogs based on what they eat, and it's like it does. Okay, th- this dog eats puppy chow just like me we're gonna be buddies dogs are food elitist they are food elitists my friend and you know you wouldn't think so because you know because oh sure they eat trash and they they'll just eat stuff that we just think is just pure garbage but if you notice that there's a lot of stuff that even that those dogs won't touch for some reason they just don't want to eat them but then other dogs will just go and lap that shit up you think they don't judge each other over that no so so oh uh Milo down the street um mm-hmm. walks up and eats uh Rudy's poop in the neighbor yard over here. Mm-hmm. My dogs are making fun of Milo because he's oh. eating Rudy's shit. Big time. But Big time. but if they both got bacon strips, because mm-hmm. they can't believe it's not bacon. Right. Mm-hmm. Then they would still be do you think where would the hierarchy play there if they're getting the same treats but one eats shit? Hmm. I think they would say, you know, hey, look, it's fine to look at the shit. It's fine to smell the shit. But eating the shit, man, that's too far. I think, you know, that's... What about the occasional pile of puke? Puke's different because that has yet to go all the way through the digestive system. That's oh. only made a pathway through and come back up. So, per- yeah, 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 yeah. That, that's, a, that's a whole different. There, there are still actual legit nutrients left in there some is. of that food. Okay, there, yes. there is even even chunks, real chunks of food still. <laughs> you know, depending on how how fresh it is or how well you masticate. Oh, there you go. Mm-hmm. Okay, nice, nice. So they they are ultra. Ultra food elitist sensory organs is their nose, and they're mm-hmm. actually just basing dog culture off of the food they get fed. I think that's what it is. You know, it has this, to be. Is this dog going to be compatible with me? Okay, yeah. Oh, and then, but sometimes, you know, maybe, oh, his, you know, his, his, this guy's owner feeds him, you know, blue buffalo. He feeds him the really expensive organic shit. This guy's spoiled. I want nothing to do with is that. Is that why chihuahuas have such a bad temperament? I think it is. Because you know they're not eating real food. They have to get fed this meek little wet mm-hmm. food that comes in a mm-hmm. tiny k- tin it's, next to cat food. So one, it's yeah. hard to differentiate from being a cat in the first place. Oh, big time. Especially, you know, the dogs, these little dogs like that where their teeth are actually too big for their mouths, so they have to get removed. Yeah. You know, because we bred them that way. Yeah. You know, and so, so yeah, they have to. 
garbage crap food. So they're they're the super small guy in the lifted Ford truck. No, exactly. not not to you, but but the giant Ford Super Duties. Mm-hmm. That, but they're super short. That's the mm-hmm. Chihuahua. With- that, that's the Chihuahua. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow, that's amazing. All right, what you got for me? All right, let me see here. What's a, what's another good one? Why is it that cranberry was the one berry that was chosen to intermingle in with all of the other juices? Why cranberry? Oh, I've never even thought about that. Cran apple, cran grape, cran grapefruit, cran pineapple, cranberry pear, cran, cran orange, cran orange, all everything. Cranberries, man. Why cranberries? Because okay. cranberry. Yeah. Let me see, let me let me, okay. let me see what you come up with. All right. Well, I would I would have to say first, um, cranberries probably. Um, well, I mean, I, I would think one they add a good color. Okay. Part mm-hmm. of the the part of drinking juice mm-hmm. is the color of the juice is yeah. actually more appealing. If colorless juice, when they do those juice extracts, but they're white, they don't have any dye. You're like, why is this weird flavored water? But right. if you see this deep red juice, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. just know it's going to be good. It's going to be you good. know it. Blue or anything or anything blue. Sure. Blue is the best. Blue juice. You, you blue. know, you, especially as a kid, you know, blue's good. Blue's the best color. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. that tastes the best anyway. Um mm-hmm. so also, um, it's been scientifically proven that uh per microgram of fruit fiber, the mm-hmm. cranberry has ten times the flavor pockets per okay. microgram. Like if you look at an orange peel, mm-hmm. an orange yeah. slice. Mm-hmm. They have all those little juice pockets oh, yeah. that mm-hmm. make up the body of the, the orange, right? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So juice pockets is the scientific yeah. name. Don't go pulp me. Pulp is just some side road, dirt road, layman's forgive, term for juice forgive, pockets. Forgive my scientific illiteracy. <laughs> um, forgive me. So, so uh, cranberries have 10 times the the compaction of juice pockets per microgram of fruit okay. meat. Um, mm-hmm. And so I, th- I bet the reason that they add the cranberry is because they can get a lot more flavor out of a lot less berry. Mm. And while partially tart, the, mm-hmm. the over sweetness of grapes, of oranges, of pineapple, of mango, uh, dumbs down enough of the cranberry where the tartness is diluted, mm-hmm. yet the flavor of juiciness mm-hmm. is still abundant. Um, because they have to add water to the the the, the yeah. concentrate to yeah. thin it yeah. out, and mm-hmm. so I would imagine cranberries are more su- are less susceptible to dilution in water. Mm-hmm. That's that's legit. I didn't um, even think about that. You know, the the only other thing I could think of is uh, there are humans out there that, much like dogs, smell other humans' asses to see what kind of food they eat uh, to be elitist as well. And uh, cranberries mask bad diets. So if you eat cranberry-laden juice, then uh, you can slightly traject yourself up into higher echelons of society okay. Okay. to... 
because the the cranberry juice they will think you're highfalutin when you're really on a hungry man. Gotcha. Uh, Salisbury mm-hmm. steak dinner diet. He's not just drinking regular orange juice. He's getting drinking cran orange juice. This, this guy's this guy's sophisticated. Yeah, let's yeah. let him into our party, Steve. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're it. sipping dry martinis and smoking cigars. Yes, indeed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what, what what do you think? Uh oh. I got one. Okay, lay it on me. When is the next? Uh, do you think someone's gonna create a better shovel anytime soon? Ooh, like has shovel technology plateaued. Like has it? Pla- we have the square shovel, the mm-hmm. spade tip shovel. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know they have some smaller, like camping foldable shovels. That the handle technology has it, increased tremendously. Right. I mean, the, have they, has maybe I haven't seen them, maybe I haven't looked for enough shovels, but do they have serrated edge shovels? I'm sure they do. I know, mm-hmm. like, I remember when I was, uh, you know, in the Boy Scouts, I had a little, mm-hmm. like, we'd go to the Army Surplus store, and yeah. I grabbed mm-hmm. one of those little collapsible, foldable shovels that had a serrated mm-hmm. edge on one side. Mm-hmm. And I watched uh, uh, this show, um, Stranded, no, what it, it there's some show where they like send people out by themselves for like mm-hmm. 70 or 90 days or something like that. And a bunch right. of people, you mm-hmm. know, uh, one guy had a badass shovel that he sharpened both edges of the serrated thing so he could use oh. it as a hatchet. He could use oh. it as anything. He could strip bark. Um, mm-hmm. But it was still a spade tipped shovel. You know what? I, I, I think I think that's I think as far as the actual design of the scoop itself I think that when, whenever, whenever that design was realized back, whether that was the Bronze Age or the Iron Age, I think they got it right. And I, I, you know, I think that's well, something that you know, all they did was just model the human hand, mm-hmm. like you just dug with your hands, and then they had. Well, let's take two. Oh. What they probably mm-hmm. did is they just took two hands of a real mm-hmm. human. Mm-hmm. And fastened together to a stick and started digging with a person's real maybe, hands. Maybe, maybe made some splints out of other bones yeah, just to strengthen it. Mm-hmm. Wrap, and then then they're like, "Well, shit, uh, you know, bark and and twine w- wears away too fast. We're, we're getting this metallurgy down. We found a lot of these, uh, uh, you know, prehistoric mm-hmm. potatoes. Yeah, <laughs> let's hammer mm-hmm. these things out flat and coat their hands." Mm-hmm. In this, like you know, prehistoric potato skin, right? And mm-hmm. then they started digging with human hands, oh, yeah, on a stick, <laughs> and, and then pretty soon they were running out of human hands, and they said, "Why don't mm-hmm. we just make this whole thing out of just metal and not have mm-hmm. to support the middle with hands?" I mean, humans aren't that smart. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. Maybe. Well, maybe- Maybe they have already, though. Maybe they have already. Maybe, maybe, maybe that's maybe that's what they were trying to protect when they were shutting down those bum rushers of Area Fifty One. They have shovel technology that we they don't want us knowing about. Holy shit! Because I'm like, okay, listen, they have TVs in 4K. Mm-hmm. They have virtual reality. Mm-hmm. They have augmented reality glasses. Mm-hmm. We can send humans to space and the rockets land back upright. 
They now make auto well doneness toasters that actually measure the doneness of the toast versus a timer that you don't know how to accurately read. No, nobody even knows. Toasters they have will, cars. That, you know, they have cars that can parallel park themselves. They have cars that can drive themselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You've seen you've seen videos of people in Teslas asleep and their car is just going down the freeway. Mm-hmm. Yet, hey, what happened? Can you know, still see me? Up. Yeah. Oh yeah, oh, big okay. time. You're, okay. you're fine. Something weird. Yet, mm. a shovel remains the same. They, you know, how many innovations of toothbrushes they've made. The technology, the technology, at least three, at least three three different innovations (laughs) in toothbrushes, at least, at least minimum. (laughs) Yeah. That's the four. Okay. So do you follow in the Homer model of shoveling where he made the electric hammer (laughs) and then you electric handle a shovel? Maybe. You know, but 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 then that's that's just more advancement in the handle technology. That's you're, not advancement. You're right. So, I think, dude. I th- I hate to say it, but maybe I think that the actual. You the actual, think of everything humans could created. Shovels. That's the pinnacle. That's the pinnacle. They they got it right the first time. They got it right. Said, so, "Hey, look, we fucking got it. We got it right. It's done." Because even now, even we even made the wheel better. Oh yeah, we've made the wheel way better. But the shovel, we nailed it. We that's sh- just that's. I dig that's it. Be- I can dig that, it. That speaks to the true brilliance of human evolution, the human engineering. Man, we just got it right. Okay, so wait, wait, go back in time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what was the first thing someone needed to shovel? Were they digging a hole for them, or were they digging poop? Were they just moving poop? <laughs> oh no, they weren't. They moving poop. They didn't do that for a long time. They just they just sat were forever. Ever. I think, everywhere, everywhere. I think they were. Yeah, what were they, they doing? They were hiding food from predators. I think that's what they were doing. They were hiding food from predators. Man, hiding because they because they just leave it out in the open and the predators in the middle of the night come and steal all their food we got to find a way to hide this shit you know we can't put them in trees because they'll just climb up the trees and get them so, so they buried do? it they buried it that makes but sense then, huh yeah i guess i guess that makes sense to just bury your food i'd be like mm-hmm. but dirt in my oreos but they probably didn't have oreos and you know what if if Putting a little bit of dirt in your Oreos meant that you get to have your Oreos tomorrow. I think you deal with a little bit of dirt. You're, yeah, you're probably right. You're I mean, shit, I'll deal with dog hair on the floor just so I can have my Oreo five seconds after it hit the ground. <laughs> you're damn right. I would deal with dirt. This is my dog. I know. I, this is my dirt. I know. I know what's in this dirt. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, huh? I was really hoping that there would be some some type of shovel technology that could see because then i was even thinking what if they just like yeah no anything that they do Mm -hmm. would be handle technology how can you how can we better implement this perfection of engineering of of science how better can we implement it i wonder if there is an angle of bevel i wonder how crazy they've gone on to angles 
of intergeometry. There has to be a maximum angle, right? At which point it be- stops becoming effective and it's more of a hindrance. You know? Well, I do know that when you're digging, we've all done this. If you go too straight down with the shovel and then try and bend it back, the mm-hmm. stick just breaks. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then you just sit there with the shovel in the ground still and you're like, oh, fuck. And then you need to use your hand shovels to shovel out the shovel. Yep. I don't even have any fossilized potato skins. I don't even have any. What am I going to do? Yeah. So, okay. We might we may need to contact real scientists about the shovel problem. Because I grass Tyson up these days. Well, yeah. Uh, telling bad jokes on Twitter. Oh, no. See, I, I, I don't I don't do Twitter. I don't uh, believe in it. Twitter, I don't believe in it. So, so here's here's uh, Twitter is an interesting concoction of um, uh, the worst tendencies of human social behavior with some of the best. Um, Twitter's like a place where you see uh, you'll be scrolling through, and people will just be like saying stupid stuff and then all of a sudden there's a really cool science post or NASA says something or you mm-hmm. get something like that and then uh, you'll be scrolling further and in fact I saw this today on Twitter about oh 35 minutes before this podcast I was just mm-hmm. scrolling through Twitter because um, it is a good place like for, for this podcast to like reach out and kind of you know you get a lot of people to see you and like mm-hmm. like you know Dan Neely Bolelli when I had him on the podcast He's on Twitter. He has like 80,000 followers. And so mm-hmm. he retweeted the thing. Mm-hmm. They all see that. Yep. But yet also, uh, today, scrolling through Twitter, I scrolled across the video of a guy shitting out his own balls. All right. He'd taken his testicles, put them in his own butt, and then pooped them right back out. So that's Twitter as well. Mm-hmm. And they're all there. Yep, they all exist, and it, it ruined me. You can hear my voice. I'm not quite. Haven't gotten over it yet. <laughs> no, in fact, I wish I wouldn't have thought about it again. I went this whole podcast not thinking <laughs> about See, that. Think... Yep. See, I have Reddit for that. Oh, I have re- I have Reddit for that. I have seen many a thing on Reddit that I wish that I'd never clicked, and I I I learned the hard way when people say, "Hey, not safe yourself. for work. Don't don't click this. Don't just don't do it." I heed those warnings now because I learned the hard way. <sighs> See that? Yeah, I I've learned the hard way so many times too. But I'm like, but what if this is one of the ones where I would have wanted to? Hmm. I just go with my gut. Ah. Uh. I just go with my gut. And then you have to kind of uh you kind of have to also go uh through the title mm-hmm. of the of what they say it is. There'll be some right. description. Mhm. Yeah. Um playing any good video games lately? No. No. I'm, do do you ever play any video games anymore? I the closest thing I get to video games is what I have on my phone. I have oh. a little, I have 8 games on my phone right now. Um and a couple of them I hardly even play then. But as far as like sitting down at Xbox or play or, you know, on my computer, yeah. I, ha- I haven't done that regularly in years. It's just not dad life. It is, man. It's hard, man. Yeah. Yeah. Played you know, a lot of mu- I- played, played as much music though as you can. 
Yep. And that's what I was just going to get to. It's, it got to the point where it's like, okay, I have, where do I dedicate my very limited free time to? Do I sit and play Madden for the one millionth time or do I create something new? Yeah. So, you know, maybe someday I'll get back into it once I got a little more free time, but you know, you got like, Oh, 18 more years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, once the kids get to a certain age, I can start plugging in. You know, my in fact, Sam and I were just talking about hooking up our sixty-four. You know, and into the kids into the world oh. of Mario Kart. Oh, see, Allie's there already. Yep. I so mean, it, I mean, it, you could almost even give her Banjo Kazooie. It's gonna, it's gonna happen soon. Yeah, I think I want the, I want the, I think I want her two little si- younger siblings to get a little bit farther along too. Oh, before they all can kind mm-hmm. of yeah, because mm-hmm. of course then they'd be watching Big Sis play and. Although you know what, before uh, this is a good note, um, you know the one thing that you know my, we don't let Allie on YouTube yet. We don't let her on YouTube yet. Yeah, there's, good, good. There's too much garbage on there, and even but, e- you know, and even kids YouTube. Uh, there's oh, it speaks in. It speaks in. Yeah, they 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 make it for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, but you know, the one thing that a lot of kids like to watch on YouTube is watching videos of other kids play video games. Yeah. And they'll sit there for hours, and and all these adults, even people in our age group, is like, oh, "Why are you watching that?" And if and that, I'm going to be honest, that was my initial reaction at first was, "Why are you watching somebody else play a video game?" But then. A little bit of self-reflection, putting myself into a kid's shoes, which is something you have to do. How many hours did I sit and watch you play Mortal Kombat? Oh. How yeah. long did I just sit and watch you play? How or watch you play Doom 64? <sighs> well, I, I thought I think the same thing. I used to sit there and watch you play Pokemon Stadium mm-hmm. and battle and fight and then plug put red in your cartridge and run around. I used to watch that forever. Mm-hmm. And so there is definitely, I, I get it. I have, you yeah. know, I get it. If they don't have a sibling to sit and watch play video games, they want somebody else to do it. I, you know, so I, that's another thing where putting, that they, you'll also learn is putting yourself into the, the headspace of an eight-year-old. Yeah. Well, dude, even now, Mm-hmm. I play Rocket League. You probably don't know what that game is, do you? I, I've heard of it. I've never played it, but I've heard of it. I've heard it's really fun. It's it's amazing. It's car soccer mm-hmm. with flying. And I've seen I've seen some gameplay from it. Yeah, I I I'm part of this this club. There's a guy that's one of the best players in the game. His name is Sir Crispy Bacon, and he mm-hmm. has his own uh, web you know Facebook group page called the Breakfast Club, and okay. uh, they and I just go on there. And I I will go into forty five minute rabbit holes of just watching mm-hmm. kids mm-hmm. do trick shots in that game. Yep. And I just watch them play. And I'm thirty three mm-hmm. years old, and I'm watching people a third of my age mm-hmm. do trick shots. Greatness and you hear, hear, right, hear the voice, and they're just doing all this, and I'm like, oh god, they sound like I used to sound, and they're doing mm-hmm. stuff that you know. There's there's these kids that. All they do is play games. They make a million dollars a year. Yep. That's it. Yep. Hey, good for them. Good ah, for them. It's insane. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely insane. It's like when you watch an 11-year-old play Don Lee or Teen Town, you know, oh. some phenomenal eight-year-old musician that just kicks your ass in every way. Or 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 that, that what, nine-year-old Japanese girl who had every single bit of John Bonham's groove. 
and mm-hmm. was playing to uh, good times, bad times, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and just nailing it. Every mm-hmm. ounce. Yeah, I know. Damn yeah. it. Kids. <sighs> You're yep. lucky you have them. But uh, at the same time, I enjoy playing video games and staying up until one in the morning and getting to do my tomfoolery. And that's in, dude, and that is great. That's great. Yeah, yeah. What? Uh, one quick question. Have you already thought about what you're going to do have you ever have you thought any part yet about like okay what what are you going to do when you don't have any more kids in the house? Have you already thought 20 years down the road and being like I'm yeah. going to Karuba. I'm going yeah. to Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. It's a, it, plans are already in motion, my friend. <laughs> Sam and I were just talking about this maybe a week ago. We were just talking about you know, and I don't know how I don't remember how it came up, but I but I know what I'm going to do once Keep the my fuck kids out of here. Once my kids are out of the house or old enough to where I you know it's not a big deal, I'm going to buy my dream car. Charger. I'm going to get one. I'm going to I'm I'm going to buy I'm going to hunt one down. I'm going to buy one. That's what's going to happen. And we're going to fix it together. Fix it together. Yes. All right. Well, I uh, I'll be waiting. Okay. Uh, I'll <laughs> yeah, I'll even start looking now. Okay. <laughs> looking for somebody in God, that'd be in twenty forty. Hmm. Twenty forty. Almost an eighty-year-old car. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Man. Yeah, we're in it, man. The Roaring twenties. Yep. Not a, yeah, it's roaring with something. Okay, well, it's one. Yep. I love you. This has been fun. Um. Oh, by the way, I want to say, Hap, thank you for being here on the hundred. This is episode one fifty. And when I was okay. talking earlier about you being on the other episodes, I totally meant to mm-hmm. say, you were kind of that. You were at episode on ep- our first guest. Mm-hmm. You were basically on episode fifty. Then you were on episode one hundred. And now you're here. Just so happens, episode 150. Perfect. It just kind of worked out that way. Um, Back for two minutes. <laughs> yeah. So here, l- r- hold, hold, hold. Let me do something. Okay. I want to put on my shirt real quick so I can take a picture of us. Okay. Oh, it's so hot yeah, in here. Yeah, it's so hot in here. Okay, mm-hmm. hold on. Photo. Okay. Oh, I'm Oh wait. Yeah, good one. Perfect. That's great. All right. Okay, and then uh, thank you. I took those pictures. Okay, and now like I'm, I've been doing. I'm gonna end with some nonsense poetry. I've I knew been, you were gonna do this, and I have, I have a surprise for you, sir. You have a poem too. I have a myriad of poems. Oh. Let, me, let, let me read one to you. Let me find one. Okay, let's go back and forth. I like this. Okay, okay. Here we go. All right. Do you want, do you want me to read the title? Or do you want me to Title just... it afterwards. Okay. Alphabetical shoestrings, rusted microphones, clueless janitors, 
great white vendors selling the unsellable, evaporated milk machines, mashing of percussion, drowning cigarettes, automated animatronics spewing nonsense, yet no one sees except for me, seeking cinnamon, chuckling to myself. Wow, what's that one called? Self-satisfaction. Self-satisfaction, nice. That's cool. All right, here goes one. Whales have calves. Cats have kittens. Bears have cubs. Bats have bittens. Swans have cygnets. Seals have puppies. But guppies just have little guppies. That's that's beautiful. <laughs> that's beautiful. I I got another one for you. That one was written by Ogden Nash. People have probably right. heard of him. Oh, I've heard the name. Ogden Nash, yes. I got I got another one for you. All right. Under Pacific winds, beneath a blue midsummer's moon, six per, sits perplexed, he who is unaware of his condition. Lethal secrets whipping past our ears as the thoughts of the more primitive nature do-gooder Pondering the usefulness of dreams are ubiquitously, ubiquitously famous for their obscurity. As for you, well known for your inclination for giving misinformation, I don't believe you. Whoa. That one is called Sunlight Misinterpreted. Whoa, that one was deep. Was it? Maybe. <laughs> maybe um all right here we go this one is uh i read this one and it made me laugh and then it Mm -hmm. also immediately made me go oh that just fits right now all too well Mm -hmm. so the trouble with uh i always say this word wrong too i read it like four times uh the trouble with geraniums is that they're much too red. The trouble with my toast is that it's far too full of bread. The trouble with a diamond is that it's much too bright. The same applies to fish and stars and the electric light. The trouble with the stars I see lies in the way they fly. The trouble with myself is all self-centered in the eye. The trouble with my looking glass is that it shows me, me. There's trouble in all sorts of things where it should never be. That was wonderful. I enjoyed that quite a bit. Yes, and that was called The Trouble with Geraniums by Mervyn Peak. Okay. Got another one for you. All right. Ready? Yeah. Walking beneath the shadow of the inquisitive wizard... I see the bee pondering loud, uncertain of his position in life. Lo, woe is me, my friend is poorly, drunk off the notion that he'll be accepted. What should I do? What road should I take? Because I know bees don't engage in self-deluded philosophy in alternate dimensions such as this. Ah, I remember ever so clearly the light upon the table, giving way to the truth of the explanation of his plight. Squish. All is right again. That was amazing. Okay, what was that one called? Availability of Nothing. Availability of Nothing. Do you know who by? Me. You wrote that? 
I've wrote every single one of these that I've read to you. What? So let me tell you, this this is Bro. story time. This is story time. This is story time. So are you ready? Yeah, uh, let me know yeah, when, yeah uh, wait, I'm waiting. Okay. So With faded breath. About 10, 11 years ago, roughly about there, maybe even 12 years ago, back when I was still working at my first job at the music box. Sure. One thing I would do on my lunch break is read the paper. And on, on certain issues, there was a certain little bit uh, in the paper called the Poets Corner, where people around the community could submit their poems, their own poetry. Some of it was great. Some of it was very not great. Yeah. And, some, and this is just on an objective level. Like some of it just made no sense. And I thought to myself, if they can get that published, I can write literally nonsense and get one published. Yeah. So I, in an afternoon, I sat down and wrote about, I don't even remember how many, I have them all here, but maybe about 10 poems, complete nonsense, no meaning behind them at all. Literally the, some of the first things I could think of and I submitted <laughs> to them. You fucker. And I, and I got one published. Was that the one you just read? Oh. Would you like to hear the one that I got published? Yeah. Okay. Here we go. So, yeah, again, literally nonsense. But That's people why can't... you asked me. I was like, that one was great. You're like, was it? Because <laughs> <laughs> you fucker. <laughs> okay. Okay, so here's the one that actually got published. This yeah. is a published poem. Yeah. Okay, so consistently problematic, these machines of green heard round the world, saluting the stripes they wear on the face of arrogance, sheltered underneath the miles of yardage as other less fortunates wash their clothes in apple cider, oblivious to the real goings-on. Electric eels electing, electing eccentric eagles, fabricating electronic lies of ir irrefutable truth sounding pleasing to their ears upon the mantle of conformity neon babysitters creating battering rams smashing the pumpkins of their ancestors <laughs> glarefully cheering on the mountain refuses to budge despite the warnings offered by various agencies in pink pay no heed to this nonsense it'll all be over soon wait who are you <laughs> The beginning of that was very like, uh, and justice for all. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like I was like, oh, he's been listening to Blackened, <laughs> and then and then it turned into a little bit of Rage Against the Machine, and then that that's hilarious, man. That 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 poem was called Optimism. Optimism. Wow, you clever yep. little bastard. Thank you. I try. You, yeah, man, that's amazing. Um, huh? I, I, I used to, man. I should start doing these because I've just been scouring the internet for random nonsense poetry. If you want, I can send you the other ones that I haven't read to you yet. And if you want to feature them from time to time, that's cool. And if not, that's cool too because well, these ones are actually nonsense. Yeah. Yeah. Um. 
hilarious. Okay, we're. I might just commission you. Okay. And just say, hey, one poop a week when you're sitting there on the toilet, mm-hmm. just one random poop a week. Just take that time and write me a nonsense poem. I can. I think I can do that. And then just start sending me them, and mm-hmm. we'll give you a because no, you know. No one's going to be listening to this part of the podcast. It's right. the very right. end of it. So, right. so yeah. the people who know, and we'll we'll find you a good pseudonym. Okay, and yeah. and we'll just start reading this the the poetry of Eustace Burlington yeah. the Third or something yeah. like you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just, okay, let's do it. Let's do it. All right, we'll make you a pseudonym, and we'll start just blowing up. The, the amazing poetry of uh, Ferguson. I, I don't, we're gonna Archibald. Uh, yeah, we're gonna find you a good name. We're gonna come up with a great poet's name and uh, all that fun. Thank you, dude. Sounds good, I, man. You blew my brain apart a little bit with those poems. I saw that as soon as I was like, "Who wrote that?" Me, <laughs> fucker. Uh, and uh, you get the last laugh. I do. It was what was great about the one that actually got published was I had so many people come up to me like, Rusty, I had no idea that you were a poet. <laughs> You're like, I'm not. <laughs> and they say, and I got so many compliments on that poem, and they were like, you know, Rusty, that was so. That was so great. I enjoyed your poem. But then someone was like, well, what does it mean? <laughs> and I was like, you know what? I like to let my, my audience decide for themselves. Didn't you? And like you even basically said at the end of it, this means nothing. Pay no heed to this nonsense. It'll be over soon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. You know what? That makes me think about back in the day. I need to find out on poetry.com. Mm-hmm. All new. Oh, I don't want. There used to be. Was it all poetry? I think it was all poetry. I used to be a published poet on all poetry. That's right. I think I remember this. Back in the day, Aaron Singleton. Poets. Authors. Huh. I don't remember anymore, but I used to have fucking poems back in the day, and they were on. Huh. I do not remember. I'll have to find it, because it's saying no results. Hmm. They, okay. But it could have been also long enough that they fucking killed that shit. Yeah. Anyways, I love you. I know it's late. I love you, I've been bro. keeping yep. you up. Uh, it's... Yeah, for both of us. Thank you, man. This has been fucking great. It's so good to catch up to, with you. Likewise. Uh, are you have a safe trip up to the valley. That's actually been canceled. We, we, ah. postpo- we, we postponed it. It's okay. going to be raining up there and stuff, so we postponed it. Probably go up for the fourth. Oh, that's great. That's great. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, if, you know, f- have a great rest of the week. Uh, this will be out mm-hmm. next couple days or something like that. Pro- cool. Probably not tomorrow, but Saturday or Sunday. Um, and then, 
Yeah, man. Love you. Thank you for talking. Love you too, bro. Yeah, absolutely. Let's do it again soon. Give my love to everybody. Hugs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it's time for probably both of us to go crawl into our beds to our w- women. So 100%. Yep. All right, man. I love you. Love you too, bro. Good, Good luck night. wiping your butt. I'm going to try for the same. Oh, man. Again, the wet wipes. Keep on with you. I, I have, you know, I have heard though that they can cause anal fissures. If you use too much wet wipes, there, there, there's uh, alcohol in it that can cause anal fissures. So, oh, yeah. You don't go overboard anyway. You just get – you just do – it's just for the cleanup. That's all yeah, it is. Yeah. Yep. I, that's what I do. I do a fir- I do like my first wipe with the dry and then do a follow-up. Mm-hmm. Get all the – yeah. Yep. We got I, – I love you, man. This has been Hello. great. I love you too, brother. Let's talk again soon. Oh, wait. Hold on. Um, I want to say this to every – while you're still here, you know – um. Uh, oh my God, where's the button? Okay, I found it. Um, I like to a, a bit uh bid everyone uh to drive like they know each other, and so take take that thing with you. I will. So drive like you know each other. Bye, everybody. Bye, bro. Bye.